Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. To have workers out there in that heat, it's just, it's a real, it's danger, I think. And so we just need to, as an industry, ought to find and explore ways to really minimize that. And then the second point, there, or the earlier point you mentioned, it ties into our second mission, which is design, and we call it attainability. But offering a higher design product at a lower price point, that's something that we are, we think, breaking the mold on in, in, in a modular world. So much of modular to date has really been run by engineers and, and trying to focus purely on cost. We're thinking that the market really understands and appreciates simple design. As simple as Eric and I think as most of your listenership knows, that's hard to pull off. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we talk home improvement every single week. Thanks for joining us. I was on the interweb last week and I saw this cool project going out there. And I see a lot of projects, but when it's so different and shouldn't be so different... That's where it gets my attention. Brent Jackson, welcome to Around the House, brother. Eric, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. Man, you guys have something going on down there. You've got these new affordable homes that are healthy, built, stylish, and somewhat modular. What's going on down there, man? Thank you It's uh, for recognizing all that because where we are today, we're exposing ourselves to the... To a larger audience, and but safe to say this has been years in the making. And about four years or five years ago, we partnered up with some old colleagues of ours named Lake Flato. They're an outstanding architectural firm based here in Texas. I would wager they're one of the top five in the U.S., and other periodicals and magazines tend to agree with that. It's just wonderful to find somebody that you work with well, and that's the case with us in Lake Flato. So when we got together, we said, look, let's be intentional about ultimately going into the modular space. But with my business background, we really wanted to test the revenue side. Sure. So in that regard, we did some case studies and some samples, if you will, in the Dallas area and uh, and was successful with that. And so about a year ago, we then decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and go full bore modular. And there's a lot of technicalities that go along with that. But what the biggest issue and biggest barrier to entry, quite frankly, for a small company like us is that you have to go through a state regulated process. And uh, it's very expensive and time consuming, but we we believe so much in it that we pulled the band-aid right off. Nice, man. And yeah, that's the tough part sometimes. You're sitting there trying to do something that's going to be affordable for people out there. And man, the barriers just stack up sometimes in trying to get there. They really do. It's, uh, it's unfortunate that's the way that it is in, in a lot of the cities in, in the U.S., but I also understand that they've got some, the labor markets are really challenging for them as well. So I'm trying to be understanding there. But in the meantime, I feel that we can at least take a little slug out of the crisis. In order to get there, Eric, we have to be, we're a for-profit endeavor. So we have to be mindful of how to scale and to scale correctly and, uh, and not in a hurry. And so 
What that looks like for us is really addressing the lower hanging fruit first. And so those are your DIY developers that may want to buy these for Airbnb purposes. Hospitality sector seems to be of interest to our product and the retirement community. We'll go through those, we'll go through those markets initially. And then when we can scale appropriately in a timely manner, which is we think in about a three year to five year period, at that point, we'll really be able to tackle the essential worker crisis that, that these guys and girls that are out there really slog, slogging it away for us in the front lines, but particularly during COVID. But I think really going forward, they'll continue to be on the front line for us for some time. We want to help solve that problem. And so we think we can do that. We just need a little time. Man, no kidding. And that worker shortage out there in our trades here is such a hot button. I've had so many meetings with people in my area, and I'm up here in Portland, Oregon, and electricians can't find electricians for the electrical contractors. The There's every single company I know right now in my area is held back on growth just because they can't find somebody to fill that slot. And of course, our high schools and stuff out there have, in many places in the country, have missed the boat and gotten rid of all those programs and put in computer labs and other things in that area. I applaud you guys for helping to do that as well, because that is part of the mix of trying to get affordable housing out there is to get affordable workforce out there as well and make it smart for everybody. Absolutely. And you're hitting on one of our three mission points, which is workability. And so when we designed our factory, Lake Flato actually also helped us design the factory. We designed it with a concept called biophilic design in mind, where it's really a simple concept. You just you just put a lot of greenery around you and you have visibility to that greenery and the mental state that that causes in a positive way for your workforce is amazing. Then we offer benefits and full benefits for our, and labor so that they really can feel a part of the team. And, uh, and that labor stickiness or that labor low turnover helps us keep corporate knowledge of how to build these things in a good quality manner, deliver them in a timely manner, but also really keeps us profitable in offering things that these that are at fairly lower cost than our competitors. And what's cool about you guys doing this is modular. And for you people out there, we'll give some websites and stuff so you can take a look at this stuff. But this is not what I would say what you would typically see as modular. This stuff is stunningly beautiful. If you have any kind of a preconceived notion of what modular is, please throw it out before you look at these pictures because this stuff's amazing. But one of the things about Modular that I love is that you now have people working inside in a much safer and healthier work environment versus outside in the rain at 40 degrees or outside in the heat at 120. And it's not that hot, but it feels like it's that hot. But you can actually have something that's a lot more stable environment for people to work in. Absolutely. And here in Texas, which is where we're initially focused, the heat is during the summer months is, is sweltering. And I'm afraid given where we are in climate change, it's not going to go anywhere but up. And to have workers out there in that heat, it's just, it's a real, it's danger, I think. And so we just need to, as an industry, ought to find and explore ways to really minimize that. And then the second point there, or the earlier point you mentioned, it ties into our second mission, which is design and we call it attainability but offering a higher design product at a lower price point that's something that we are we think breaking the mold on in, in, in a modular world so much of modular to date has really been run by engineers and, and trying to focus purely on cost we're thinking that the market really understands and appreciates simple design as simple as eric and i think as most of your listenership knows that's hard to pull off and that's why again it really helps for us to be partnered with a firm like lake flato yeah, and you guys have all the details right from really durable exterior materials that'll hold up in your weather to 
finally finished interiors, which I love. This isn't where you came in and blew a bunch of orange peel on the walls. The textures are correct. The flooring is right. This is not one of those things where you walk in and go, wow, those are $12 worth of cabinets in here. This is quality stuff. And I can just see that looking through with my 30 years in design. It's stunningly beautiful and that's rare and it shouldn't be. Thank you for pointing that out and appreciating that. Yeah, we used level five and a half museum finish. That's a cost to us, but we think at the end of the day, that's really something that's appreciated. Again, with a simple design, it's easy to really embellish or to focus and highlight the items that, that, that makes living enjoyable in your space. And one of the one of those is the actual finish on the walls, believe it or not. Most people just, they do blow on the orange peel. And we just, we think that's not our aesthetic. The other thing that we do is, as you mentioned earlier on, is we focus on health. And so our paint, for example, is no VOC paint. So that those folks that are expecting kiddos and or pregnant at the time, you can rest assured that you're living in a healthy environment in that room. So we're really mindful of that. And then, of course... The third element of our mission is sustainability, which we're touching on a bit here as well. And health is part of sustainability in our definition. So we've mentioned the VOC paint, no VOC paint, but we also really look at how does our waste line up with the industry standard of on-site construction. And modular, and this is not us being special compared to other modulars, this is really all modular, you can have up to 90% reduction in waste. And what a, what a, what a meaningful impact that can have if that's adopted nationwide. We understand that the folks that are a little bit ahead of this on the sustainability curve in Germany and places like that around the world, they're adopting modular decades ago. And we're a little slow to, the, to, to it but as a nation, but I think I think more and more we're starting to see that even the big boys starting to play in this space, whether they're buying companies that have been in the modular space or they're simply buying, buying from them to learn. Absolutely. A great example. There's a house that's what, six doors up from me right now that I'm watching be built. I've counted they're on their second dumpster of excess materials that's being framed, hauling off the job site from lumber cuts to everything else. And it's ready to get picked up again because I walk my dogs past it every day mm. and I keep counting it. It's wow. That is so much waste out of one home. And the nice thing is that when you're building modular on a somewhat standardized block system that you guys seem to be doing, you can order lumber that's the correct length. So you're not throwing all this stuff away. Absolutely. What we try to do is strike a balance so that the customer, they can choose from four different stucco colors. They can choose from two different panels on the exterior. They can choose from six different layout. And so as a result, there is a high degree of customization, but on, on our side, the assembly and systems process really falls a, a very much like a Ford assembly line or the old Henry Ford days. And we haven't really, we haven't really needed to move that much off of that concept as a, as an industry because it's so dang efficient. And as, a, as we've said, it's just, it, you're limiting so much waste, which is so good for, I got, ki I got four kids and they'll have kids, I'm sure. And it just, we got to be mindful or I want to be mindful of how that impacts them and so on and so forth. And let's be honest, that material that's getting hauled off, the customer's paying twice for that. Absolutely. They turn around, they're paying for that expensive material to show up on the job site. And then they get hit on the second time because those dumpsters aren't free going out of there. And so you're paying twice for material that you didn't even use. So just on the cost effectiveness outside of the impact on the environment, it's just smart when it comes to affordable housing. Absolutely. Now, one thing I do like with you guys doing that smooth finish on the inside and the simplicity of your homes, it gives that homeowner a chance to do their own custom stuff without having to do a remodel. You've got this really cool space 
But because you've got the right texture on the walls, you've got all the right pieces with that. It lends to somebody being able to put a piece of art up where many times the lower quality homes out there, they've just hogged on the texture, like we said, and you can see the waves even with that. But a high quality finish on the inside still lends to somebody being able to do something super custom and make it their own home. That's a great point, Eric. My background, actually, my undergraduate degree was a BFA for the focus on painting and sculpting at the University of Texas at Austin. And my my hope and goal and dream is for all of our home buyers to, to find that space that, that excites them to put their artwork, whether it's their own or, but to really focus on that component of this living experience and having art and again, the accessibility, visibility to to nature around them with both the placement of the fenestration, the windows. It's just, uh, it makes my heart sing to hear you pick up on that and, and that people really have the benefit of placing and making it their own custom, custom walls. Yeah, let's talk about the healthy side of this as well. I want to talk about some of the outside your stuff doing here in a minute and we'll wait to go to that. But man, you guys look like you have the right system inside. We all got really educated with COVID as much as we hate to be on what our indoor air quality is, because all of a sudden, you know, the kids in school might've had that air purifier over here and it was in the doctor or was at the, wherever you're popping into. And now you you've got this knowledge of, okay, I need to have the air inside my home healthy. Looks like you guys are tackling that right off the bat. Yeah, we've been fortunate to be paired up with a gentleman named Jesse Arter out of Austin. He's our health and sustainability consultant, and he's, I, I would i would wager that he's one of the top in the country of materials knowledge. And really, he actually lived in your fine state for some time, but he, he has the ability to not only find the immediate impact of, of a material, so we call it the low-hanging fruit, that we, you don't have to go out and blow your budget on that eventually would get onto the consumer, but something that has a meaningful impact as the no VOC paint or as cabinetry that doesn't have off-gassing or the flooring that we have. It's really simple with a concrete floor. People look at it and the first question they have is, this is beautiful. Why don't more people do it? And the fact of the matter is that people think that if you just lay over tile and things of that sort, it's what the customer wants. But when we come back to simplicity, it actually ended up being a fortuitous element of sustainability and health is that you don't have the mastic or any type of glue to put down anything uh, on top of the concrete. So it all worked out. And I wish I could say that yeah. that there was that I was this orchestrator and it completely. With, but there are a lot of things where you just and you find in the process that you say, oh, that was a happy accident. I'm, there's a benefit to this. We're going to keep it in. It's ironic. Frank Lloyd Wright figured out concrete floors a hundred years ago <laughs> were super cool. And somehow we got way away from that. And it just a hundred years later, it seems it's getting absorbed now. But if you ever walked into one of his homes out there, he had that trademark red concrete floor yep. that was stunning and you didn't see tile covering it up or anything else. And you're right. Why have all these adhesives in your house that quite frankly, don't need to be there if you can use an existing material that's under there anyway. Absolutely. And beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny with all the air handling and stuff out there too. It looks like you guys have some UV filters and stuff in there. It's funny. I've been testing stuff at my house because my house is one big test house with the radio show and podcast of new stuff. My, I put in a healthy home system, kind of air conditioning system here with an air scrubber 
My air scrubber is too good. My wife can't bake bread because it kills the yeast inside the house. So she has to take it out in our outdoor kitchen to set it because it will actually kill the yeast of the bread if she tries to raise bread inside the house. So I went a little too far on it. I have to dial it back off 11, but you guys seem to have a great balance with that. We That was pre-COVID when we made those decisions to use the UV filter. And of course, we, we hate to have been in the position of all that happened during COVID, but but that was definitely something that that the market was very happy that we had. But it was one of those things where we did it for the right reason before COVID hit, and it just there was a, uh, an impact during COVID. And but we firmly believe that even after COVID, it's just the right thing to do to provide that. It's a little bit of an extra cost, but again, it's we're very transparent with our clientele of, of why we do what we do. We pick and choose where it makes sense to, to spend the money. And and that was definitely one that we felt very strongly about. Yeah, that's great. I noticed on the outside, too, that you guys have this kind of, in some of the pictures I saw, this kind of Japanese courthouse feel, court that courtyard area back there. It seemed to be really cool of how you guys are taking those nice textures of the home and wrapping them into kind of an outdoor living space as well. That's, we... Uh, Again, around the concept of biophilic design, we really feel strongly that the mental health of our homeowners resides around this notion of being able to see outside and have this interaction with nature. And you can be in the middle of near downtown Dallas and still have that experience is what we were after. And so the, these, the, this particular product line, the Haciendas, fall in nicely into that urban setting. And does provide for that, again, line of sight, very open feel. What's interesting, when we have clients, customers walk through our model, we don't turn on the lights on purpose so that when you walk in, there's so much natural light, you really don't even need the actual lights themselves in some cases. Yeah, that that mental health component is something that we really drive towards. I think I think it's something that is important for our country and for our kiddos. And for us, and I, I don't think it's anything that's just to gloss over. I think it's a real thing and really impactful on, on everybody's general happiness during the day. Yeah, it's such a huge thing that we haven't taken into account in building in the past. And I think people, like I said earlier, I think a hundred years ago we did a better job of, of architecture back then than, and we've gotten away from it over the last fifty years. And I think embracing what's outside a little better goes a long ways. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that, Eric. It's cool. So what I like too that you guys are doing is you're battling that affordable home battle out there as well. These are not $1.5 million homes when you look at what's going into it as far as quality, but they're very affordable homes, it seems. Yeah. And it's, we would we want to continue to push down cost and you know, that that's our mission and that's my personal covenant is to solve that or be a part of the solution we're not there we're not where i want to be and uh, where i hope to be we are making a difference but that's i think that's just how as a founder and ceo of a company you have to be wired is, is you really just want to keep improving and Yes, today we're solving to to a large degree, and we will continue to improve that, particularly as we scale and grow as a company. But 
we are squarely focused on how do we solve at a minimum for the essential worker. And we define that by by the following, police officers, firefighters, nurses, educators, the folks that, again, they're out there on the front lines and are really doing such yeoman. They're doing all the work that, that, that keeps our country, they're the, in my opinion, the, the backbone of our country. Amen, man. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's interesting. Outside of the land cost, you know, that house is the other next biggest thing that goes into a property like that. And you guys, of course, really can't control the land cost thing. But I could see you guys taking this well outside of Dallas. If you, This is something that uh, could get as big as you wanted it to get. So you're, you're hitting on, a, again, a button that, that as a CEO, we just want to be mindful of our growth. But yes, we've gained a considerable amount of interest outside of the state of Texas. We would love to be able to help in those scenarios we just also need to be mindful of growing smart in a smart manner. And our intention is that in the next three to five years, we will start to, to grow outside of the state. Yeah, that's awesome because you guys have your own housing issues, but it is not just in Texas. It is everywhere. And it's ironic. Great example here in Portland, Oregon, metro area where I live. The city of Portland here last year was building affordable housing, and I'll use my air quotes with it, but their costs for the building were $400,000 on up. Wow. And I'm like, there's got to be better options than that, guys. And they weren't quality built like what you guys are doing. This was more of what you would call that entry level. It was almost like RV quality going inside of it. And I just think there's a huge demand for that across the United States with, with stuff that's modular. And we have great example here is in many places in the country, six months of the year, we have rain. So talk about an unhealthy home. And I've talked about this and I know my listeners are rolling their eyes a little bit because they've heard this story for me, but I can walk by multifamily unit projects here. And because that plywood or OSB has been sitting out for two months in the rain, it's black and they're putting house wrap around it. And they've got windows going on it and siding going over the top of it. And that's all trapped on the inside. Those things don't happen with modular construction. Yeah, that's hard to hear. But I know that it happens. And not just in your Fairburg. It happens across the country. And it, it is a shame. It doesn't have to be that way. And I think that we are at the point where it's what I call the tipping point, where people are really starting to understand the benefit of modular construction. And that is a huge benefit. Uh, the controllability of the environment is, is just, is it's almost uh, invaluable. Yeah. And it's just so much safer for the worker as well. If you're sitting there putting wall systems together and it's 80 degrees inside a building versus 105 and 90% humidity, you get a better quality product because those guys aren't rushing through construction to, man, I got to get this done so I can get home in the cool. And you have such a better quality control because good enough in a factory setting doesn't happen because you've got too many eyes setting on something. We're out on a job site. That last guy framing might've got it good enough, but it's not the quality that for instance, you guys would let out the door with that extra set of eyes checking everything. Absolutely. And amen to that. That's a solve that we are very, very focused on. That is great. So what do you see? I mean, you guys are doing well, it seems, with this development that you've got going on with 
with the Dallas Haciendas. Do you guys have more plans for more developments just in that local area? So we're really pulling back from the development space and squarely focused on the manufacturing. So we're selling to developers and folks that, you know, that are buying several at a time. And uh, so we're, yeah, we're that the pause buttons on there. I think we're also quite frankly, a little discouraged by just dealing with the municipalities ourselves. So (laughs) so I could see that, man. If I, no blame to you on that. If I was in the same boat going, oh, you mean somebody could be dealing with the city, the county, or whoever else, dealing with all the permits and the hoops and everything else, and you guys are just doing what you do, banging out houses and let somebody else deal with it? Smart. The other thing that it does add as far as a value value proposition to a developer is that we take out their builder's risk. So we're essentially handling all of that, locking in their costs, locking in their price, and locking in their design and all in and their and delivery dates. And so really it does de-risk their their side of the equation. And so there's a little bit of what we would call a bifurcation of risk there where we take on the builder's risk, which is part of our platform anyways, and it really allows mm-hmm. the developer to breathe a little bit easier. So what's cool is if you guys had somebody in your local area there that had a few acres that wanted to put on five to seven homes or something like that, even that small, it'd be something that you guys might be able to have a conversation with versus somebody that wants to put in 200. Absolutely. In fact, we, I would say we're having to think about a wait list at this point, just in the last two weeks we've been inundated. Those conversations that you've just outlined is exactly the set of conversations we're having. We, We have the benefit of being judicious of who we sell to be, be mindful of not just cramming in a bunch in a more problematic way. Smart. Yeah. And I can't tell you as much as all the different companies and the building industry that I've owned, that smart growth is the key because just because you're bigger doesn't mean it's better sometimes. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I've had my butt handed to me on that one a few times. So style-wise, it seems you guys have done a decent job too of styling a back. So you have sensible options, but you haven't turned into like what you do with if you were going to order a brand new car, you have these options you can go through, but everything coming out the door isn't custom either where you're, it's, you're, you know, to put it into the car world, you're a custom coach builder versus here's our colors of the exterior. Here's our colors of the interior and a little bit more of the check the box. So you could have more of an assembly line feel in the production side. You're peeling the curtain back a little bit here, Eric. And so I'll go with it. Yeah. We actually modeled our website to be just that very much following the car industry and the site that's currently available was really just a micro site what we call a micro site to make sure that people knew who we were make sure people saw the product type that's our first product line in the, in the hacienda with more products to follow and then they could get their orders in and contact somebody and that was really just the genesis and basis of that micro site but our full launch is going to be pretty pretty slick, and that will be a website that'll go out probably in December or January, and you'll be able to go on and click the colors, as I said, the panel color the stucco, color the panels, and as you click on them, there'll actually be a BIM BIM pop up that will cut, change the color real time as you click on those buttons, and so there'll really be an experience of the buyer that kind of they get that that they're customizing to a certain extent, but you're right on the back side and on in the factory side, 
all we're simply doing from an efficiency standpoint is changing out the dye in the stucco and changing out the rolling from one panel color to another. So it's the best of both worlds. The buyers get the, get a, a true sense of several, when, you've, when you amalgamate all of the different options they have, it, it comes out to several hundred different styles that they could choose from in effect. And so there is a high degree of customization from their experience. But on our side, it really is just making sure you attach one color to one order. Yeah, that makes sense because it could drive you guys nuts just on the product acquisition side if you had, quote unquote, too many options out there because every custom home builder in the United States battles that right now with Mrs. Smith going, but I want this faucet. <laughs> I've never seen that faucet. I don't know how that even fits into this whole thing where you guys could put in combinations that are tested and true that work versus having to make guinea pigs out of everybody. Yeah. We are unashamedly not a custom home builder. We, we offer customization through our website. And that's really, and so we're, we very much are open that this is a technology component to the system and a systems component. So for us, one of the, one, an example of that is that when we launch the full site, once the purchaser hits order of, let's say they order six, six homes, that will go straight through the site to the supplier and the vendor on our supply chain. And then wow. there'll be a QR code attached to each one of them. And so that at the end of each day, our floor manager will be scanning the QR code of each module. So you can real time see where your module sits on the factory floor. That is insanity that I absolutely love. <laughs> that is cool. So you can, it's like Amazon. Where's my Amazon delivery? Oh, it's down the street. It's literally that kind of technology to, oh, cool. It's coming off the finish line there. And the interesting thing about it, Eric, is the technology is not complicated. I'm not a technophile. I, you saw how hard it was to get on this call for me. It's a very <laughs> simple technology. The issue is that construction, I think by design, stayed out of the technology world because it didn't, it enjoyed operating in that gray area. And, and so we're, pulling the lid off that, but we're doing it from the ground up. We're not doing it from the top down. We know that there are other companies out there that tried it from the top down, put a lot of money towards it and didn't succeed, but we think our way will be quite successful. It's funny that you bring up technology and I've got a lot of friends up in the Northeast and I've been up there as a technology speaker for different groups. And I decided they actually had me come up to the Northeastern Retail Lumber Association and talk interior design with all these lumber yards and virtual reality. And it didn't go as well for them because I'm talking to a bunch of lumber yards that use pens and papers to do orders and didn't have any kind of online system before COVID. And I was talking to them about using virtual reality to do stuff. Our industry is very behind on, like you talked about, marketing and communicating with homeowners or potential homeowners or even other builders that are putting these things in, how to do this and what it's going to look like. And I think that you guys are going to really blaze some trails and that's exciting. Thank you. Thank you so much. So in a nutshell, how do people track you down? Because if they're looking to do this, and I guess you guys are getting a waiting list going, but if we're going to sit there and talk about this, we got to let people know how to find you in the Dallas area, at least for, uh, for this phase of it. I would be remiss if I didn't shine the light on the city that 
we are in and who embraced us with open arms. And that's Grand Prairie, Texas. It's a smaller but very progressive city that sits between Dallas and Fort Worth. For us, strategically, it makes sense to be central, centrally located. But to be in Grand Prairie is just a wonderful thing. They're very mindful of all of the things that we're about that I've just mentioned to you. And it's just been a joy working with them as a municipality. Um, that said, the easiest way to find us really is just to go to our current website at highfab.co. Okay. And or another place that a lot of folks are starting to find us is on Instagram, which is the handle is at highfab.co as well. Perfect, man. Thanks for coming on today. And let's keep in touch because I'm excited for what you guys are doing out there. And I'd love to see this as you guys dip your toes into other areas and see how it goes in the future. Because I think you guys got a pretty good future ahead of you for this. Thank you for the kind words, Eric. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks again, man. And you've been listening to Around the House. Thanks again for listening to Around the House. If you'd like to support the show, maybe buy me a coffee, a cocktail, a beer, or just leave a tip. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ATH Eric G. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash ATH Eric G. And the link is in the show notes. And thank you for being a part of Around the House. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.